Chapter 2 of Among the Great Masters of the Drama. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Avai in December 2019. Among the Great Masters of the Drama by Walter Rowlands. Moliere. In the literature of France, his is the greatest name, and in the literature of the modern drama, the greatest after that of Shakespeare. Andrew Lang Numerous points of likeness are to be seen in the lives of Shakespeare and Moliere, and another is visible if we accept the theory that the marriage of the Bard of Avon and Sweet Anne Hathaway turned out but an unhappy one. Anne was some eight years older than Shakespeare, whose nineteenth birthday was still in the future when they were wed, while, on the other hand, fickle Armand Molière could count but half her husband's age. This disparity augured ill for their future, a future that was indeed a sad one for poor Molière, who once said, when asked why in some countries the king became of age at fourteen years but could not marry until eighteen, because it is more difficult to rule a wife than a kingdom. It was partly for relief from the disquieting influence of his coquettish wife, as well as for the benefit of his health, that Moliere, in 1667, at about the time of the prohibition of his Tartuffe, leased a cottage at Auteuil. Auteuil was then a tranquil village, far away from the town's turmoil, and brought near enough for its dwellers by the silent and swift river. Now it is a bustling suburb of the city, and the site of Moliere's cottage and grounds is covered by a block of commonplace modern dwellings. Here in this pleasant retreat the great dramatist enjoyed some ease with his friends, as seen in Melang's canvas. It is summer-time and the wide glass doors of the dining-room are open to the garden. Moliere has assembled together a quartet of brilliant litterateurs, La Fontaine, the famous fabulist, Boileau, critic and satirist, Racine, poet and dramatist, and lastly, Chapelle, poet and wit, who is credited with the authorship of some sparkling lines in the dramas of both Moliere and Racine. The author of Le Misanthrope is seated at the extreme right, and all are listening to Chapelle, who is reading with animation from a manuscript. Judging from the faces of his hearers, it can hardly be one of his own effusions, as gaiety and badinage are the characteristics of his pleasant verse. Both dinner and dessert have been discussed, and the servant, La Forêt, the one to whom Molière was wont to first read his comedies, is bringing in the coffee. An amusing story is told of a noted frolic which once took place at Molière's villa. Van Laun says, Chapelle, La Fontaine, Lully, director of the Royal Academy of Music, Boileau, Minard, the artist, and Corneille came one evening to Auteuil to make merry with their friend. Molière was obliged to excuse himself on the ground of ill health, but he requested Chapelle to do the honours of his house. The guests sat down, and presently, warmed with wine, they fell to talking of religion, futurity, 
the vanity of human life, and such other lofty and inexhaustible topics as are wont to occupy the vinous moments of intellectual men. Chapelle led the conversation, and indulged in a long tirade against the folly of most things counted wise. At length, one of them suggested the idea of suicide, and proposed that they should all go and drown themselves in the river. This splendid notion was received with acclamation. The tipsy philosophers hurried down to the bank, and seized upon a boat in order to get into the middle of the stream. Meanwhile, Baron, Molière's favourite pupil, who lived in the house with him, and who had been present at the debauch, aroused his master, and sent off the servants in quest of the would-be suicides. The latter were already in the water when assistance arrived, and they were pulled out. But, resenting such an impertinence, they drew their swords on their deliverers and pursued them to Molière's house. The poet displayed complete presence of mind and pretended to approve of the plan which had been formed, but he professed to be much annoyed that they should have thought of drowning themselves without him. They admitted their error and invited him to come back with them and finish the business. Nay, said Molière, that would be very clumsy. So glorious a deed should not be done at night and in darkness. Early tomorrow, when we have all slept well, we will go, fasting and in public, and throw ourselves in. To this all assented, and Chapelle proposed that in the meantime they should finish the wine that had been left. It need not be added that the next day found them in a different mood. The anecdote illustrates Molière's ability as an actor, and is emphasized by the words of Coquelin, sage critic as well as great comedian, in his Molière and Shakespeare. Coquelin asserts, There is no doubt that his, Molière's, vocation as an actor was his master passion. He did not leave the paternal roof for the purpose of writing plays, but for the purpose of acting them. And we know that these were not comedies. The illustrious theatre had in stock at first nothing but tragedies. When he wrote L'Etourdi, his first work, Molière had been an actor for nine years, and for fifteen when he wrote The Précieuse Ridicule. Never could his great success as an author tempt him to leave the boards. He not only continued to act in his own plays, but he acted in the plays of others, and did not consider this as lost time. He acted, as we have said, although coughing and spitting blood, and to Boileau, who advised him to leave the stage, he replied, It is for my honour that I remain. So much did he love his profession which was killing him. But then he excelled in it. His contemporaries are unanimous on this point. He was extraordinary. Better actor even than author, one of them goes so far as to say. We can imagine what joy it must have been to see him in his great parts. Scannarelle, Orgon, Alceste, Harpagon. Molière, reading a new play to his company, has served Monsieur Melang, the painter of the dinner at Auteuil, as the subject of a later picture. The artist, born at Paris in 1840, and taught his art by his father, who was actor, painter, and sculptor, and Léon Cognier, won for himself years ago an assured place among French painters of historic anecdote. He has painted Edward Jenner, the discoverer of vaccination, Hoche in 1789, Catinat after the Battle of Marseille, 
General Domnil at Vincennes, Joan of Arc and Baudricourt, La Tour d'Auvergne, and Jean Bart at Versailles. End of chapter 2